HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hearst Ranch is a proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. The Hearst family has been raising cattle on the rich, sustainable native grasslands of California's Central Coast for over 150 years. Piedra Blanca Rancho in San Simeon is the original Hearst Ranch, founded by George Hearst in 1865. George's son was the famous publisher, William Randolph Hearst. In addition to being known for building the iconic Hearst Castle, William was, like his father before him, an avid rancher. In his words, I would rather spend a month at the ranch than any place in the world. Thanks to one of the largest land conservation easements in California history, a joint effort with the California Rangeland Trust, the American Land Conservancy, and the state of California, the working landscape at Hearst Ranch will be preserved forever. Learn more about Hearst Ranch at HearstRanch.com. Welcome to HRN on Tour. This is Christine Sykes-Lowe, and today I am joined by Jessica Thomason. Hello. I'm super excited to be talking to Jessica. Jessica is my friend, and um, we actually work together at uh, Echo Mountain, meaning I have an office there, and she is the studio manager there. But Jessica is also a general uh, badass of sorts. Um, she is uh, has such an amazing... Um, you know, career history, just um, not only through her, her work through Echo Mountain, but Jessica also founded a festival called Connect Beyond, and uh, it's based in Asheville, North Carolina. And uh, can you just go into a little bit of detail? Because it's coming up in a few weeks. Yes, it is coming up in two weeks, and and I'm really excited about it. So Connect Beyond Festival is, the best way to describe it is like it's a TED Talk meets your favorite tiny desk concert meets Sundance Film Festival. And so it's music, film, and literature, but it's all about art creating social impact. So there's panels, performances, workshops, screenings of unreleased films, and it's a really uh, great mix of creators from all different disciplines coming together. And that's part of a big part of the festival, too, is we bring people together that have never met and put them in a room together and... Great Wait, things happen. And then. great things happen. Yeah. So um, when did this uh, start? When did it originate? It started in 2018. Okay. And yeah. And so we had two really great years. 2020, we had this amazing lineup of programming, just really, really strong content of films and speakers and musicians and 
we were the big first event to cancel in Asheville in uh, March of 2020. And like a lot of people in events and um, just entertainment in general, just, you know, the next two years was like, uh, you know, lost history, basically. So, yeah, exactly. We did transition to doing some online things. It, it definitely took me some time to want to warm up to that after putting so much time and energy into something and and. But, you know, then we transitioned. We actually started an online book club, which is now an online multimedia club. And then we started doing a bunch of virtual screenings. The last one we did was actually Summer of Soul, the film that just won Best Documentary at the Oscars. Which is amazing. And, and actually, funny story, I remember Jessica, she literally came into my office one day. She's like, I just got this as a screening. And I was like, what? What is it? And it was just right before it even came out, right? Yeah, yep. It was one of the premieres that they had. And, and you know, and that was really exciting for us because that was a partnership with Searchlight Pictures and, and Disney. And so, uh, and then we did a live Q&A with the filmmakers and Gladys Knight, who's in the film, after the screening. So it was a it was a huge opportunity for us. And that was the last uh, virtual thing we did. Now we're coming back to in person this year. So uh, the festival this year is uh, the dates again, April 22nd and 23rd. And it takes place at a, a multiple venues in town. And uh, we are really excited about what we're bringing so, in. So tell us um, a little bit about the talent you're bringing in for uh, the panels and some of the other programming. Sure. Yeah. So we have some really great films this year. In fact, we have uh, this great documentary that's Disney's next big thing. And it's called Miha. And it follows the story of this young artist manager named Doris Munoz, who was uh, representing a, a Latinx artist that blew up and then the pandemic hit and she loses him as a client. And so it's about her quest to find the the next big artist, which is what the film's about. And we actually have the artist from the film, Jax Hopped, who is going to be here and is going to be performing as well as the Orange Peel and also be a part of the Q&A for the film. We also have the director, this amazing, amazing filmmaker named Isabel Castro. And I'm so excited because that's a really huge get for us. And let's see, what else do we have? Oh, Megan Tui from the New York Times. So Pulitzer Prize winning uh, investigative journalist from the New York Times, Megan Tui, who co-authored the book She Said. And it's about her investigative journalism with her uh, partner, Jody Cantor, that broke the Harvey, Harvey Weinstein story. And so and now the the book has been turned into a film they're in post-production so we're going to have a conversation with Megan Tui about the process of just the journalism component of it to creating the book and now the adaptation to film well um that's very timely I mean that's amazing yeah it's really it's really exciting and it's a it's a really amazing uh get for Asheville I feel like I mean just to be able to bring somebody like Megan Tui into town and then we have this other really great artist named Propaganda, who's also, he's an author, activist, rapper, and he's got this really amazing podcast called Hood Politics. Uh, if you haven't heard it, it's it's worth checking out. And so uh, he's going to do a live podcast recording with Dr. Natalie Hopkinson, who's uh, teaches graduate studies at Howard University in Media and Culture. She's uh, been co-founder of the Don't Mute DC campaign to make go-go music the official campaign, uh, the official music of, of Washington, DC. 
And there's a day called Pushy Woman Day named after her and Cora Berry for their work in D.C. dismantling the redlining in public arts funding. So she sits on the on the on the um, public arts and uh, culture commission for for D.C. And so she's just an all around badass. These two people do not know each other, by the way. So this is us putting them together. But that's the best magic, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so you're (laughs) going to be able to like you're going to see this magic on stage together for the first time and it's just and she's just got this amazing talk about being 100% disruptive and that's who Nat is and everybody needs to know who all of these people are that I just mentioned and it's just it's 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 awesome. Well, I know that you also had another exciting development about a collaboration with a certain um name that's yes. pretty big in the entertainment world and what is that? So we have a partnership now or we have a collaboration with Sundance Collab, which is the part of the Sundance Institute that is for creators. And so they have 150,000 members all over the all over the world. And it's really about creating communities and opportunities for creators. So we're going to be doing some programming together. So, for instance, we're going to do a storytelling for impact panel that's going to have a filmmaker on it, a musician on it, a visual artist, somebody from the nonprofit world somebody from the academic world basically talking about how to make storytelling, how to how to create stories for creating an impact, right? And that's kind of what the festival's all about anyways, is being the platform for that. For social justice, basically. Yeah, correct? for social justice, right, yes. exactly. It, like telling stories of people who don't necessarily always get a stage or a screen and that sort of thing. You know, Miha's a big example of that, for instance, which everybody will know this film in a year. I, I guarantee you everyone will know what this film is and, and what it's about. And so, yeah, so this is and this is a start of a bigger partnership together. You know, they were going to continue to do events down the road, continue to basically create programming that people can learn from and and share content back and forth, share creators and, you know, and, and Sundance Collab has, you know, a fellowship program. That's where the Chloe Zhao's of the world, you know, that directed Nomadland to Taika Waititi that did Jojo Rabbit have come out of that. And so Sundance has done a really wonderful job about creating with creating opportunities for people through through their program. And we're just really excited to be a part of that. They're excited to be a part of what we're doing and so it's really cool. I'm I'm excited because you know this is just the start like of it, and so sky's the limit. And sky really is the limit. And yeah, I think you mentioned that you're trying to go for like year round programming of some sort, correct? Yeah, absolutely. We already have some things in the works. There's a okay. couple other things that are in the works for 2022 into 2023. I mean, I'm working on one thing right now that's even going to happen after Connect of 2023, <laughs> which sounds crazy. It does. Sa- you know? It sounds awesome. Quite frankly, after yeah. the past few years we've had, you know, yeah. to be able to look that far in advance and yes, so much. And that's the other thing too. We have another partnership that we're creating with Taylor guitars and we're going to be doing a show called Epic Convergence, which is working with a bunch of musicians and it's kind of a songwriter in the round sort of thing. We're putting these artists together again, that don't know each other. They're going to have an opportunity to spend time in the studio the day before they perform together to see sort of what comes out of that. And Taylor Guitars is going to help uh, to sponsor that and bring some resources in, guitars and things like that. And then our plan is, is that the festival will be a launching off point for these artists and we want to create other opportunities for them down the road. So 
it's the pilot will happen here at the festival. And then our plan is to take that show on the road and try to do incarnations of that in other cities like Atlanta and Nashville. And then uh, have the artists come back and record down the road here at Echo Mountain. And then, you know, see see what, how we can help these artists that are uh, typically marginalized in the music industry get ahead. Now, speaking of Echo Mountain, uh, for those listening, um, I, I'm not even going to start delving into a description because I have the woman who who knows up up down and front and backwards in front of me. So tell everybody about Echo Mountain, how amazing it is and, and what it is, basically. So Echo Mountain is a commercial recording studio that opened in 2006. And we have hosted, well, you know, what's funny is I actually went through and looked the other day uh, that we've had 825 different clients in the last 16 years. Now, keep in mind, some of those are like school groups and things like that. But we've had a variety of clients here from Band of Horses to Avett Brothers, Manchester Orchestra, War on Drugs, Flogging Molly, Steep Canyon Rangers, Steve Martin. You know, that's just to name a few. And I'm so proud of myself for remembering all of them. I'm impressed, too. Because I always forget when (laughs) when people are like, who's who's recorded there? I'm like, I don't know. You know, which which I should know. But it's just, you know, I've been here so long. Like, this is my home. Yeah. Right. So I, I feel like I live here. Um, but you know, like- but you know what? That's what's so great. You were saying, you know, everything from um, musicians to school projects and things of that nature. But that's really kind of the bread and butter, and that's what's so awesome about Echo Mountain is they support the community. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's yeah. a huge part of our mission. I mean, it's yeah. it's um, you know, we're we're uh, we're the biggest studio in town, and uh, I really pride myself on there not being egos here. You know, meaning that no matter who you are, you get treated the same way. Now, sometimes the snacks are a little bit better for Steve <laughs> Martin, but he's paying more than the third grade class that's coming from Hall Fletcher Elementary School. You know what I mean? So, like, that's the difference, but. Yeah. To me, and as even when I'm doing studio tours for students and things like that, I, I, I look at those students at, as someday they may be clients, someday, you know, they they may be amazing musicians in their own right. And I hope that they come here because they remember the experience and how they were treated, you know. So that's really that's been a part of our mission from the very beginning. And we do amazing projects like one of my favorite things is the heartbeat sessions we're getting ready to do again we work with uh arts for life this great organization and what we do is we record the heartbeat of a sick child and we bring a band in and record use their heartbeat as the backing beat to their oh. favorite song oh wow and so uh melissa hyman from arts for life who's a dear friend and just amazing individual this is her idea she's got a stethoscope that's got that she can that's got a microphone she can record with are you trying to make me cry what's going on i'm telling you this has been one of the best parts of my life right so amazing and um and so and so we record it and film it the whole process and then we give it to the kids and their parents and and I'm sad to say that some of the kids did not live, but the, now the families have this thing, this video, this song that's a part of their child. And and some of the kids are doing amazingly well and are, you know, are in recovery and they have this thing that they can, it's you know. It's eternal. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, I mean, those are the sort of things that we always make time for as well. So uh, aside from uh, the, you know, the client list and and what you all, the capabilities here, um, explain the history of Echo, because I think what part of what makes it unique is uh, the visual, uh, the visuals that are around, you know, everything with this church. Yeah. 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 So the are we have two studios and one is housed in the original Salvation Army of Asheville. And then it was a dance studio for 30 years. I actually took salsa dancing lessons in here 23 years ago. And then the other one. I've, I've had people say to me, I think I took ballet in there once. Or, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. And uh, and uh, apparently Mikhail Barishnikov danced here. Well, that's in this, cool. In this studio. And then we have an old church that was the first United Methodist Church. And so... Uh, both are from the early 1900s. Both buildings are on the historic registry. And so it's really cool that we have uh, given a new life to these buildings that have been here for a really, really long time. And then the same thing is so we're a full like vintage analog recording studio with also, of course, digital capabilities because it's 2022. But um, we have a lot of old gear here. So we have our like our console from downstairs, our recording console came from AM Studios uh C room. And so we know that like, you know, Captain and Tennille's Level Keep Us Together was done through that board. Uh Joni Mitchell and Robbie Robertson both mixed a bunch of records through the console. All the Cheech and Chong records <laughs> were done through the console. And then we have other like pieces of of outboard gear and things that things that came from Abbey Road Studios of one uh, some Mike Pre's that came from the Rolling Stones live truck, and so it's it's kind of cool. There's a lot of there's a lot of history here. Now um, we're going to give you the um, website uh, at the end here, but do do check it out um, because it's visually stunning. Um, it's everything you would think of in an old church turned into a music studio. Basically, it's the stained glass, it's the high ceilings, it's the hardwood floors. Um, so it's really quite a special place. It is. It is. It is. It is my home. That is for sure. Well, we, um, you and I, um, we both have a deep love of food. Um, so I want to just talk about Asheville in general, because what's really cool about producing a festival here is that you have this built in tourism component of just, um, you know, obviously you have the outdoor activities, you have the stellar um, art scene, part of which you are included in that. Um, but the food scene here, um, you know, when you have musicians come through, when you have this, oh, having, yeah. you know, this is part of the deal. Oh, yeah. So let me let me say it is not hard to get people to come here for my festival because people want to come here because of the food and art scene. Right. So when I'm bringing in these people that are like Emmy Award winning, Pulitzer Prize winning, Academy Award winning creators, they they're like, oh, yeah, Asheville. Yeah, I want to go to there. And <laughs> the food is a huge part of it, you know, and, and that's also it's what's important to me is curating experiences for people that come here. I mean, I have a whole I'm asking all the creators to stay in town on Sunday and I'm just curating experiences for them to connect and but also to connect with Asheville. And, and that is a huge part of it. Food's a huge part of it. I mean, I you know, we I do a catered dinner every night after the festival first. So people, everybody comes back to the studio and hangs and there's 
food from, you know, and I, and I put a lot of care into those things, you know, and what people are eating. And it's definitely not a bunch of pizza boxes, you know, it's, 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 you know, I'm like, oh, I can't do, you know, it's gotta be something that's easy to like transport and do and all that. Cause somebody has got to come and set it up at basically like 10 o'clock at night. But I'm like, oh, but I really like, I'm like, oh, how's Indian food going to be? I'm like, can I get chai pani on 10 o'clock at night? Is that what people want to eat? Yeah. eat, you know, but it's like, also, it's so good, you know, that would be a heavy yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think so, you know? And so, yeah, it's, it's, I love that. I love that. In fact, I'm going an art to an art opening tonight. Uh, Sue Willie's got a art opening at Horse and Hero. And I, I'm, I'm excited for that. I'm equally excited about where I'm going to eat tonight because I also going with um, bringing a, fr- a new friend. His name's Charlie that just moved to town from L.A. And I'm like, where am I going to take Charlie to eat? And where are you going to take Charlie to eat? Okay, so it's it's this tourist season is already insane for oh, this right now. Do we even not? Have so it? let me just tell you, like last night, <laughs> not I that w- we're complaining. No, but, no, you no, know, no. It's like, not, no, yeah. no, no. We need it, right? Yeah. Because this is why we have all these amazing restaurants to yes. choose from. So I literally was on open table last night just to see what's still available, like where I could, where we could get into. And I have to say, like, my tried and true is the marketplace, which is the last place I ate with you. I know. Yeah. Which I just have to laugh because it's so good. And I was looking, I'm like, oh, there's still reservations, which means I could probably get in and sit at the bar too, which I love to do. Yeah. Belly Um, up to the bar. There's always option there. But then also it's funny because so uh, again, I was walking around today. I was another new transplant to Asheville. This guy who's a a longtime artist manager of some really big bands just retired here. And so I was like, let's walk. And we walked around and I walked by Limones and I was like, oh, maybe I can get in there tonight. You know, maybe it like and I love the bartender there. He's, you know, yes. he's absolutely hilarious. Um, they, have, they have great drinks. There and their too. drinks are amazing. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if I can get in. And, and I also I looked it up and I was like, they did have a reservation at 930 at night. And I was like, I mean, I'm not scared to wait till 930 to eat. No. But um, but yeah. So, I mean, those those are some of my favorite places and and also I go way back with the marketplace from when Mark Rosenstein used to own it and yes he used to let me wash the rock climbing holds in the dishwasher <laughs> which I can say now because that was so long ago and nobody would be like grossed out by that but I worked with Rosenstein on a couple of things and um my biggest memory from him well first of all anyone listening uh, Mark Rosenstein was sort of like um the originator of the farm to table movement here. He was one of the original pioneers. Um, he start he opened the marketplace. I think it was in the uh, late seventies or early eighties. Long time. Yeah. yeah. And um, he was one of the first people that, you know, put down brick and mortar in a restaurant in downtown Asheville when Asheville was just re-becoming um, sort of, you know, it had a long way to go to oh, get to yeah. where, where it is now. And um he he actually I didn't know if you knew this. He's a um, he he dabbles in pyrotechnics. Did you know that? No. Yes. Um, I went to a um, a party at his house and he all of a sudden brought out the homemade fireworks. And, you know, it was like, oh, yeah. Wow. You, you like that stuff. It was pretty cool, actually, though. But um, I mean, I dabble in pyrotechnics, but in a totally different way. <laughs> Do Not, I, do I, <laughs> I mean, I've, I mean, I've gotten much better, but I mean, I have set a lot of things in, on fire in my yard just for the sake of setting things on fire. I would say Mark's is, Mark is probably, I just way more controlled and like, you know, I, I'm, 
I, I am very lucky. You're just throw the gas on it and light, yeah, light a match and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> or like I remember once I put a bunch of like black cat uh, firecrackers in a metal trash can in my yard and then <laughs> shot Roman candles into it. I mean, that's the. I mean, I'm. I don't even know why I'm saying this right now. Nobody needs to know this. About <laughs> well, me. I mean, because it's fun and that's part of who you are, and as part of you know you and how me I got here. We, yeah. <laughs> well, um, that's cool though. Yeah, it's pretty cool, but um, uh, you know, it's it's he, Mark's OG. Yeah, he really yeah. is. He really OG is. restaurant. He really is, and you really just can't go wrong with anything anywhere you eat in this town. It's it's pretty amazing. Um, I really appreciate your time and I, appreciate um, your time. I want you to share the website and how people can yes. get information yeah, on yeah. both uh, the festival and Echo. Yeah. So really easy. It's just connectbeyondfestival.com. You can see the lineup. You can buy tickets there. And uh, echomountain.net. So yeah. yeah echomountain.net. Check, check it, it out, out, folks. Uh, thanks again. Thank you. Thanks for listening to HRN on Tour. Listen to all of our coverage at heritageradionetwork.org or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please... Join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.